Hello, friends. We are back. Golf is back. Welcome to the No BS DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, and my co-host, Nick, back again, finally, from the hiatus to bring you guys our golf picks and preview for this week at the RBC Heritage. But first, what a week last week, Nick. Let's recap that first at Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. So, I'll let you start off. I mean, give us your thoughts on the tournament and just how you did in DFS and whatever other, you know, thoughts you want to share with the listeners. Yeah, well, we ended up not doing a podcast for that one just because, you know, there was really not much to talk about except for theories and, you know, I think this is going to happen, blah, 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 because there's just nothing to base it off of. But, uh, yeah, I – my main strategy was to just target players that I just believed would come in prepared, which in general, I favored the younger guys. And, and, uh, for the most part that worked out, um, I wasn't on Daniel Berger too much. I had him maybe on like two lineups, but, uh, I had a pretty good week. Um, I was in the big five, five, five contest and I ended up min cashing. So, that was nice, and I had uh, some. I had Patrick Reed on all my lineups, so I got the little DraftKings bonus for about 130 extra bucks. So all in all, um, I profited probably around five, six hundred dollars. So it was a really good week, and uh, I was coming in hot after a rough start to the season. I uh, finally got my first two wins of of the year at Honda. And then I continued that into the Arnold Palmer. And then I was doing well at the players for the first round that it was there, but then it got suspended obviously. But um, yeah, it was an awesome tournament, super stacked leaderboard. I mean, if you were just a casual fan who um, was just first trying out golf because it's one of the only sports on you might be hooked now so that was good for everybody exactly yeah it was a hell of a tournament to watch um you know glad that golf is back and as far as my take i mean obviously the field was stacked because all the players were itching to get back to some competition and they're gonna most of them are gonna continue on playing this week but as far as my DraftKings, i mean Definitely had some bad beats, but hey, it was the first week back. It really was hard to, you know, like you said, it was tough to really know what would happen. Everyone had their own theories, and obviously I was with you on taking, you know, more of the younger guys or who I basically thought would come in ready, uh, you know, with the break. And I had a lot of Gary Woodland, um, Patrick Reed, Colin Morikawa, Abraham Answer. So, you know, all those players thinking, hey, you probably won a lot. Well, Yeah, but, you know, just like anything in other sports, you know, if you have a guy miss the cut, just, you know, squashes your team to win anything decent, really. So, I mean, I profited decent, um, but Ryan Palmer really let me down. I thought he was a club member at Colonial, and I thought he would make the cut for sure for that reason. And But obviously not. He struggled and, uh, you know, just couldn't get anything going. So he missed the cut for me, but – like I said, I had a lot of a lot of guys at the top. I had a lot of Xander, um, 
you know, I didn't have any um, – I ended up not taking any Jay Rose or Bryson, but I'm not surprised they finished where they finished, uh, you know, at the top and just, um, you know, I mean, I just obviously – just was felt good about Morikawa and Reed stuff, and which it worked out as well. But I didn't have any Berger. I mean, he obviously before the break he was really playing well. So I mean, again, I'm really not that surprised. He, I mean, obviously winning's a different story, but he's one of the PGA Tour before, so he decent caliber player, really finding his golf game back. It looks like, and you know, congrats to him. But I took a bad beat because I had outright bets on Woodland. Xander, Colin Morikawa. I mean, sure, I was excited. Firstly, I probably bet on too many guys, but still, they are all, you know, right up there coming into Sunday, which, yeah, it was crazy how there were so many guys uh, after Saturday that still was only a few shots from the lead or whatever, so it was an exciting Sunday until, you know, the whole way through. It was awesome. So even though it didn't quite work out for me, but like I said, Unfortunately, I didn't have Berger as a, on an outright play or DraftKings, but I had a lot of good plays and, you know, still profited some money, you know, to keep me going here. So I'm obviously looking forward to this RBC Heritage here. So, yeah, that's all I got. But last week was I'm glad to be back. And last week at Colonial was definitely, you know, like you said, stacked field. And this week, again, pretty stacked field. Pretty much everyone playing that you would want to. So, um other than that, let's get right into it. So keep our success here going. Um, so this week, the, they are playing at the RBC Heritage and Harbor, at Harbortown Golf Links in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, the course is 7,099 yards, par 71, three par fives. So, I mean, you know, and uh, it's obviously, again, I would say more so than last week. This course really sets up well for any game to win. I mean, last week, the Bombers, they were able to cut corners at Colonial. And, you know, and this week, they're not going to be able to do that so much. Um, you know, if you try to, you know, if, you, if you're not accurate off the tee here, you're going to end up in, you know, out of bounds or in hazards and goalies and so forth. So, you know, you're going to have to, a lot of players, the Bombers, they're going to have to lay up. Um, a lot more here so anyone can win here you know um so other than that i'll actually just move right um we'll get more into the details here but as far as the weather surprisingly we're actually looking at pretty decent weather this week um so you know it looks like low 20 percent chance of rain every day about um temperature is going to be right around high 70s 80 degrees chance of thunderstorm here and there but the winds are as of now under 10 miles an hour so uh you know i it's gonna be i think again like we'll get into it but um i think guys with their irons it's gonna be key that's the biggest thing more so than most courses here because the greens are really small here so definitely i'm weighing strokes gain and approach or guys that i think are gonna you know um not only just from last week's bias but who I think will, you know, um, will come in really strong with their irons and will play well. So, but as far as my, I'll let Nick, I'll let you start off with that actually. So, I mean, I guess give the listeners kind of, as far as anything else you want to add on the course breakdown and, you know, your, maybe some stats you're looking at this week, obviously it's only the second week back from the break. So, you know, it's hard to say, you know, just cause someone played bad last week doesn't mean 
anything necessarily, but um, yeah, I'll let you just give the listeners, you know, any stats you're looking at or any, you know, any other thoughts you have as far as the course breakdown and so forth. So go ahead. Yeah. So pretty easily and obviously strokes gain approach, uh, iron players, ball strikers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, it's just, you're going to be laying up off the tee most of the time. And I looked into uh, some stats and some shot tracker from previous years. And most guys seem to hit between five and eight drivers off the tee, which if you think about it, you know, usually you got, let's just say there's four par three. So that's 14 holes where you could hit hitting nine to 12 of those 14, but this it's about five to eight. So, um, bombers tend to be on the upper end of that range and short knockers tend to be on the lower end. So it's really going to come up this guess it's all about the angle here. You know, you got to be on the right side of the fairway or the, the correct side, I should say. All right. Exactly. Um, it's a Pete Dye track. So Pete Dye, uh, he's not going to make it easy on those guys. He knew that he's not playing with chumps and he's having the best in the world come to his courses. So everybody's saying it's so easy putting here and it's so easy scrambling. Well, I think you guys aren't giving Pete Dye enough credit and I bet you he has a few hidden tricks up his sleeve. So I'm really waiting scrambling heavily because – I mean, these greens are really small. One of the smallest on tour other than basically like Pebble Beach. And that just means simply you're just not going to hit the green every time and it's game. So kind of my uh, philosophy for this week is to make – yeah, so I'm going to be waiting scrambling really heavily too because I just think it's going to be uh, – coming down to that because the greens are so small that you're going to have to get up and down in order to keep yourself in contention. And, uh, yeah, my philosophy for this week is first of all, to make the cut, you have to keep it in play. You can't shank it in the woods because that is a possibility on almost every hole. It's tree lined fairways, plenty of trouble. If you spray it off the tee, it's either going to go in, you're either going to have to take the penalty shot or maybe you have a punch out or it's going to, you know, kick back in the fairway, but then you just lost 30 yards. So it's going to be a tough iron shot. So yeah, to make the cut, you got to keep it in play off the tee. Pretty simple. Then the next step to play well, you have to have good approaches. You have to keep it off the tee nicely and then you have to hit the greens, but to win is it's going to come down to those times when you have to get up and down when you don't hit the greens because not everybody, and and matter of fact, nobody's going to hit every green in regulation. Let's be real. It never happens, and it never will. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, so for my DFS strategy, that would kind of imply that you know my cheaper guys, I just want good driving accuracy and solid irons. And then my uh, my more expensive plays, kind of my core, is going to be around guys that 
are really good with their irons too, and then also have a great short game. All right, great. Um, very similar to my thoughts. I definitely end up weighing a lot of ball striking, um, around some strokes gain around the green and scrambling, like you mentioned, because obviously, like you said, these greens are really uh, so. Also, it's gonna they're gonna be tough to you know hit, but that's why also I still to give them uh, players those opportunities. I did look into greens and regulation as well, and then also not as much, but I still obviously driving accuracy percentage and good driving percentage and then um, uh, par four scoring because, you know, there is a lot of par fours here. I mean, just as far as just because it's par 71 and, and especially in the range of like 410 yards to 470 yards. So, um, you know, just a little bit weighing that there um, who, you know, who makes like basically birdie your better percentage in that range for par fours. Um, other than that, it's really about it for stats. It's really not a big stat week again because it's just really hard to, you know, you can look because you really can't go by this year. I mean, you can, but it's with that long break. It's just, you know, you obviously, but you also can't weigh in too heavily on the recent. I just warned you guys this, uh, you know, recency bias of just last week. Um, and even course history, in my opinion, this is what this is a whole different ball game this time around with this course. Like you got a lot of guys that are really high caliber players that have never played here because they usually don't really come to this tournament. I mean, there's a few of them that come every year, like Dustin Johnson and stuff like that. But um, you know, so basically what I mean by that is course history, you're gonna see I mean, you can still obviously look at it, of course, for like uh I would say your cheaper guys are gonna pick in your lineup. I'd say it's maybe a little more important for them to just see who kind of makes the cut here a lot that, you know, that's a cheaper play on DraftKings and then checks other boxes you like and, you know, and so forth. But I just think it doesn't matter as much as it normally would, not just because of the break, but because this field is so much better than it normally is. So these guys that have made the cut in the past that barely make the cut all the time or whatever the case may be, it's going to be tougher for them to make the cut. I mean, I still think it's going to be another week where, I mean, last week, a lot of the best names were at the top. This week, I do think there will be a little more guys that are not as either popular on tour or not as high of a caliber player that will end up up there. I mean, anyone can win. I think this week more so, anyone could win. Um, but because there's so many great players playing this week than normally there wouldn't be because of, you know, the long break, they want to play, um, you know, uh, golf. So competitively now. So, uh, um you know, I just think that, that it's just going to be tougher for the guys that are not as quality of player to do well. So I do think this, the leaderboard will still probably be pretty stacked at the top as far as talent, but I'm sure there's going to be a few guys that, you know, if they, if they makes, you know, if everything comes together for them uh, as far as their irons and scrambling and, and make the putts when they need to, then they will uh, obviously be right up there. So other than that, one last thing I want to point out is this course – According to some sources here, it has been um, – it is one of the easiest courses for most players to do well putting. So, you know, you can take that different ways. But, um, you know, I just think that's something to point out because, you know, guys that um, – because basically, well, here's what we got. I didn't even mention it. But this is straight up Bermuda, um, you know, Bermuda grass and 
a lot of guys tend to like that a lot. I mean, some obviously, some definitely don't like Bermuda as much as other grasses. Um, but you know, I just think, I just think there's not going to be a whole lot of like, like last week we saw some bumps and basically I just think these greens are going to be a little easier. That's, but it makes sense because how they peat die design, see, they made these greens, you know, and when he's thinking, he made these greens a lot smaller, but he probably, with that being said, to make it not too hard or whatever, they, you know, they made the greens a little easier to put on, it seems like. Um, so other than that, I mean, you know, I guess, Nick, I never looked at it. Uh, I guess what's the average, I'm trying to, average scoring, like with a winner here. What are they kind of, do you have any thoughts on that as far as, well, obviously, it's probably going to be a little bit better this time because it's a better strength of the field. But you know, I was mostly seeing around 12 under. One year, Jim Furyk won it at 18 under. But in general, it's between like 10 and 14 okay. under. But I would guess this week it's going to be more like 16 to 20 under. Yeah, especially because the conditions look a little nicer than the normal, uh, you know, when this is played. So far as the weather because the wind yeah. can really pick up here and the rain can really come down at times but it looks like this week might not be a whole lot of that so other than that i guess any any uh final thoughts nick you want to say as far as course breakdown and stuff before we head into our DraftKings picks yeah so i just checked out the par fives i wanted to see if they're gettable in two mm-hmm. and it seems that for the longest hitters they will be gettable in two for me Short knockers, um, there's about two of the three are still gettable. If obviously you have to choose to take driver off the tee, but Mm -hmm. basically for the most part, if you take driver off the tee and you hit it pretty far, then you will have a shot at reaching the green in two. All right. So that does give Bombers a slight advantage. Which, obviously, this day and age, seems like Bombers always have an advantage everywhere. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, so. Yeah. (laughs) But, all right, I guess let's move into the uh, DraftKings picks here and give you guys uh, our thoughts on the slate this week. Um, You know, another million maker, so someone's going to take home one million dollars or maybe a split if you know but obviously likely not um but last week crazy enough the guy that you know won the million maker didn't even have Berger on his team uh, or on their team i should say so you know which yeah, that's that just crazy, crazy because you know he's <laughs> obviously cheaper and yeah i don't know how that worked out but anyway um so yeah nick i'll let you start us off here uh, we'll go 9k and above range you know give us your thoughts on this range and obviously your favorite plays and any fades you you're for sure gonna fade so go ahead basically we got a range of guys that I really like and guys that I will not be playing at all I'm going to be kind of going all or none. I'm just trusting my gut and trusting my process, and uh, I guess I'll get right into it. So my favorite play on the board, and this partially has to do with ownership reasons, and I was all on this guy before the layoff, and 
He finally got things clicking, and I just feel like he's a great iron player and, you know, can struggle with the putter at times, but since it's easy greens, you know, who knows. And that's uh, Hideki Matsuyama. First week back, so ownership probably going to be a little bit lower. That People will be nervous to get on him because they, you know, they didn't see him last week. They're going to be questioning how his game was, but – I mean, if you look, if you, if you watched it all the tournament last week, those guys looked fine for the most part. Sure, there was some guys that looked really shitty, but for the most part, it's like it was just another day at the office for those golfers. I'm sure they're all hitting balls, and and I'm sure Hideki was too. I don't know why he didn't play last week, but hey, he's coming into town, and I think um, he's going to do really well here. Then another guy that, and he's 9,500. Then another guy that I also really like, and man, watching this guy last week, I did not have him, and I was just getting pissed watching him because he kept making every putt, and I thought his irons was really bad, but then as the tournament went on, he started figuring it out, and I thought, oh yeah, he's, he can't hit this green, you know, from the middle of the fairway because his tee to green's horrible. The only reason he's up on the leaderboard is because he's just gaining the most strokes in the field putting. But, uh, yeah, his irons actually looked pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I think I got to go to this guy. And usually I get him wrong. And when I don't pick him, he does good. But I'm going to give it a uh, roll of the dice this week. And that's Justin Rose, 9,200. And then uh, rounding out my last play that I like is Justin Thomas, 10,900. I probably will sprinkle him in, but not going to be playing too much. I guess he just gained a ton of strokes with his irons last week and just couldn't get the putter working. So, hey, that's what I want to see. My fades is going to be Rory, Bryson, Rom. I just – I feel like their, their advantage that they always have smashing it off the tee is just gone now, and it's just a big equalizer. So – there's just no point to pay up for them. I mean, sure, they could win, obviously, but I'll take my chances that they don't. And then Xander and Morikawa. Um, I'm just wondering how Colin Morikawa's mental game is going to bounce back from last week after just, man, he missed a six-footer on 18, which would have been to win it. And then he missed like a three-footer in the playoffs. So I'm just waiting to see if he can come back strong. And at this price, 10000 I mean, man, it was a big bump up in price at 9100 last week. And now he's up $900 more. I mean, I think the kid's a stud and all, but his short game still sucks. So unless he sticks every iron shot, he's not going to win this week, I don't think. And at that price, you need him to win. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, you know, I have no problems with Webb or Sungjae. I just probably won't get around to them. But my plays are going to be Hideki, J-Rose, and JT. All right, uh, Nick, very interesting plays. But I, you know, I almost wanted to interrupt you, but I let you finish. But, uh, man, I did not expect you to really like Hideki because that is my top play as well in this range. I am going to Hideki. I bet him outright. All right. I am kind con- because you know what? When you so look at I. the players last time he was out, he would have been the first round leader at the players, which is another course that has, you know, obviously there was a long break, but the hazards and all that, like you got to, you got to hit those greens and he was throwing darts. 
like he always does. And honestly, around the, his around the green game, when you look at the statistics, he's one of the best in the world, uh, you know, as far as this year so far in the world, as far as like strokeing around the green. And, you know, he's, yeah, he's solid around well, the green. Insane. I mean, his weakness is obviously his putting off the tees, just, you know, average, whatever. Um, these, you know, average to just above average, maybe, um, as far as just all the stats are off the tee, but, you know, as obviously irons, he's arguably the number one iron player in the world. Uh, definitely a top five iron player, um, you know, when he's on. And I think he's going to come ready, just like you mentioned. You know, he's at 9,500. He's obviously one of the more, well, you know, like seventh most expensive or whatever this week. But like you said, I think he's going to come in a lot lower owned than he should be. And, you know, I understand why, because, you know, he didn't play last week and, but yeah, I mean, just obviously he's insane with his irons. I like him a lot because of the low ownership that he's going to bring this week. Because no one's going to want to risk playing him when they can just play Colin, who just finished runner up, or Im that just finished the top ten, or Bryson right up, you know, last week, or obviously Rory. Everyone likes to play all the time. So yeah, my play, my favorite play is Hideki. He's you know great around the green. He's an amazing iron player. His putting is his weakness. We we know that. But you know what? If he can just find it a little bit, just enough where, you know, because if he lands a lot on the green, or even if he doesn't, he'll make the save more often than not. Um, you know, like I, I like I mentioned earlier, a big stat was that these greens are very – you know, they're very, like, a lot easier greens than most courses on the tour. So, with that being said, I think that plays into a decky's hands as far as just being able to – because, sure, that might help the guys that are amazing putters, like, you know, make every putt if they're hot. But at the same time, Hideki is a better iron player than most guys. So, he's going to have – with that being said, he's going to have straight-in five-footers or whatever, little break and stuff and – just straight up Bermuda, and I just think he's going to knock a lot of them in, and he's going to – I think he's going to win this week, period. I mean, he's my favorite play. I think he's going to win the tournament. So I bet him outright. He's going to be in my – because I'm making probably – well, as of now, it could change, but I'm making about six or seven lineups. I haven't constructed any yet, of course, but we're recording on Tuesday night. Um, but Hideki, to me, is going to likely be – in my big team, because my biggest entry I'm doing is a $200 single entry, and I think he's going to be in that lineup. So I like him a lot. I'm taking the chance on him. If it backfires, it backfires. But I just can't pass this up. Um, so other than that, other plays I like, um, let's see here. I'm, yeah, I mean, my probably my second favorite play just for safety is Sung J.M. The guy is a machine. I mean – Literally, you know, rumors over the break was obviously most of these guys I'm sure were, but I'm sure he was working harder than most because he was golfing every single day at this same course, I guess, on this resort or something. So Sun JM, the guy is going to probably play every tournament the rest of this year because he doesn't take much time off. So, and he showed it last week, you know, he's obviously not the, his week, you know, he's not the best player in the world as far as, stroke you know strokes gain approach and irons but he's 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 solid and he can get it going and you know um 
his he's just a he has a really solid all around game and he's just a safe play at ninety seven hundred and sure his ownership might be decent, but I just like him out of safety. I just think he'll notch another top twenty five finish. I just really do. I mean, you know, he could definitely even win, obviously, but I like Sung JM a lot. Um, you know, I really don't have a whole lot of, obviously, this week with stats, but he checks a lot of the boxes that I look and I'm looking at. He's just a very solid player. He's only going to keep getting better, and I think he's going to do well. So he's going to be on some of my lineups. Another play, you know, I still haven't fully committed yet um, at this point. I do need to make my decisions, but um, I just got to – so as far as – I really don't have any other super strong plays at 9K and above. Um, you know, I do – I also really – I do like J-Rose at 9,200 a little bit. Um, I'm not sure – he's probably going to make a team or two. I do like him for a lot of reasons that you mentioned. Uh, you know, he obviously struggled before the break, but now he came back. And, you know, he obviously – his putter was red hot and his irons – you know, maybe at first in the tournament wasn't great, but he obviously kept slowly getting better and turning it around as the tournament went on. And, you know, and then on Sunday, he kind of, you know, again, he just kind of, um, as far as his putters, wasn't as great as it was the first three days, but it's still, still obviously shot, you know, four under or whatever and, you know, notched a third place finish. So uh, I like Rose as well. You know, a lot of people, believe it or not, You'd think that Webb, I know you didn't really talk much about Webb, but I guess, I mean, I've heard too that Webb Simpson is actually going to be pretty high owned again, even though he played horribly. So that just makes me not want to play him at all now, um, you know, because complete agreement there. I just, I'm all in for fading the chalk. I mean, so just wishy-washy yeah. right now. and Yeah. The chalk sucked last year. Yeah, week there too. was, I think it heard six out of the top 10 most owned guys missed the cut, which I think that's going to happen again, maybe. So I, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you totally on Simpson. I just think that, you know, he might still not be quite ready as far as, you know, he might miss the cut again. He just might not have it all yet. Um, you know, and if he's going to be chalky, that's an easy fade when I, um, so other than that, some chalk, I'm, you know, <sighs> I mean, I guess to finish this off here in this uh, 9K and above, I do like Xander. I played a lot of Xander and Kyle Morikow last week, and obviously, like you mentioned, the worry is their mental game. At least is Colin. I think Colin's going to come in fine. I think he's going to – I think he'll make another cut. I mean, you know, so he's just safe in that way at 10,000, and he still has the upside. Um, but I totally agree with you. You you did actually sway me a little bit on him that I I may not play him. I may only play him on a team now instead of like you know half my teams or whatever I was maybe gonna consider. Um, it's just this short game is trash. Yeah, I know. I agree, and that I I'm weighing that you know a lot heavier this week than I did, would would have last week or you know. So I agree with you there. And then Xander. That's why though Xander might make some teams just because I think he's gonna. Um, you know, probably have another solid finish. He's been on a roll this year, even though I and he obviously showed no rust last week for the most part. So almost won the tournament, had some bad breaks at the end, but 
Other than that, like, I guess just to finish my thoughts here in this top range is I just totally agree. Like, JT, you know, I, JT's an interesting play. I, you know, I see why you like him. I definitely might consider him. I haven't fully committed yet. But, but Bryson, I totally agree. Rory, John Rahm, Webb Simpson. Those four in this range are easy fades for me. I will not be playing any of them. And it's not because I don't think they can't win or make, you know, do well. It's just like you said, really, you really pointed out perfectly that they're, they're, them being able to bomb it and gain so much strokes off the tee that this week, like you said, it's an equalizer that they're not going to have that advantage now. So I really just think that, 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 you know, if they're, if they're not fully on with their game, they're going to struggle maybe definitely. I think, I think a lot, they, I think a few of them, even though they're really high caliber players, a few of them could miss the cut for sure. I mean, you know, so, and I just like, I just like the ownership leverage on with Hideki and I just feel confident in Sung JM. I really just don't care what his ownership is, but yeah, other than that, um, that's all I got for the uh, 9K and above. So we'll move on to the, 8k range so nick give us your thoughts on this range first just gotta give a quick uh, little message happy birthday to phil nicholson 50 years old today i just seen that so uh yeah phil's getting up there in age but i guess he still just loves to compete and uh yeah happy birthday to phil um for the 8k range gonna start off with my fades and that is easy because they're all right in a row starting at Mr. Spieth and at 8700 and then we go down to Brooks 86 and DJ 85 I will not be playing any of them uh, Spieth did it all with the putter last week which obviously can happen again but hey his driver Instead of being complete dog shit, it was just mediocre, below <laughs> average. So, yeah, mediocre mm-hmm. at best. And so, you know, good job to him. That's that's still yeah. a big improvement. But his irons were pretty trash. His wedge game was good, but anything outside of like 130 yards, he was pretty trash at. Uh, Brooks, I just don't think Brooks cares about this stupid tournament. Yeah, um, talk to me when the, majors, the PGA Championship like. is here. Yeah, then I'll be all over him. But as for this, like, you really think he's going to take his time to read the six-foot putt downhill left to right? No, he's just going to get up there and hit it. And if it goes in, it goes in. If it misses, it misses. He doesn't care. And then uh, Dustin, I mean, I I texted our little group of guys. Uh, he's not going to make the cut after two holes. He just looks like just horrible. I mean – the guy couldn't even hit a wedge on the green from a hundred yards and I'm no good golfer. I'm a 90 for, and I can do that more than half the time. And yeah, Dustin just, he is off. He is the farthest off of anybody in this range. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to be playing those guys. Now, some guys that I like, my favorite play, and this is chalk I'm willing to eat, and that's Gary Woodland. He's just underpriced at 8400 
the guy was just hitting beautiful stingers off the tee. I mean, Dottie Pepper said this thing's not going to leave more than 50 feet off the ground. And wow, I mean, it was just such a low, like Tiger-esque looking shot. And I just feel like this track is really nice for Woodland's game. Uh, he's a great iron player does well at the shorter courses and he's really improved his short game ever since he won the u.s open so gary's gonna be one of my core plays for sure um then a guy that is does not have good form but i'm willing to give him a chance is ricky fowler 8100 i mean i don't know if we've ever seen ricky that cheap before on in the DraftKings era and Ricky is, a, I mean, traditionally a pretty good iron player. He's not, like, elite, but, hey, he's probably, like, top 30. And the guy's putter is really good, so you know he's going to make – you know he's going to gain strokes putting. He'll be better than average. And his short game is insane. I mean, he is on the level of, like, Jason Day with his short game. I think Ricky's one of the best short game guys out there. I mean, when you're sweating the shot tracker and it says your guy's in the bunker, there's not many more guys you, you have than Ricky Fowler to get you up and down. So I'm definitely going to be playing some Fowler. Uh, interesting at 8000 is Abraham Answer, a big jump in price, and I was all over him last week, but I don't think I'm going to get to him at that price because at the same price you can get Hatton, who was just on fire going into it he played great at wgc mexico and then very next week he won at the arnold palmer so hatton i mean i'm probably gonna play him on a team or two it's kind of a little bit of a wait and see with him because it also is his first week back so you don't know what what you're gonna get but and then the last guy that i might play would be matt kuchar just as a cut maker nothing more Nothing less. Um, I'll fade the chalk. Tony Finau, yeah, he could do good, but let's be honest, he's going to be like 23, 25% owned. Yeah, so he's too cheap. I'll take my People chances. And, him. So For maybe. sure, yeah. Him and Woodland will be chalk, but I'll go to Woodland. I'll, I'll pivot off of Finau. Um, Reed, I had Reed last week, but, man, like his driver sucked. He just did it all with the putter, and I'm not going to back him this week. All right. Um, yeah. You know, so I definitely have – well, first off, because I just don't want to forget this, Sung J.M., a main reason why I like him too is just like Woodland, Sung J.M. is really good at shorter courses. Um, so just a thought there. So I like – like I said, I like him at the top. But um, and as far as the AK range, man, again, Nick, I'm liking this, but we are in pretty much full agreement. Um again which is just you know crazy that that's the case but that's i mean that's fine and hopefully both you know that uh we can both do well again but yeah i'm totally agreeing with you speed easy fade kepka you know i don't want to say an easy fade like i think he'll do fine i think he cares a little more than you would think but i do think i agree that he might finish like 40th which just isn't going to cut it really but you got to admit, the only thing why I'm saying this is his price is, you know, pretty low. So, and he's going to be low on. So, that's the only reason why for, like, the million maker, if he happened to care. But, yeah, I probably won't be playing him. 
So, I mean, he's still considered a fade for me. Berger, I can't say he's a fade because he's been on a roll. Um, even so, but Reed's a fade for me as well. You know, his putting, just like Spieth, he's just been on a tear in putting. So, I just, and his irons have been, you know, all right. But like you said, his driver, his short game is solid too. But his uh, driver was just not really that good at all. Missing a lot of fairways. And, you know, he can't do that here, like we mentioned. So, and I just think, Ree, I just think he's not going to have that competitive fire as much this week, I feel like. And yeah, I'm just, I like some other guys better. Like, totally in agreement with you as far as, Right at 8,400. I'm willing to eat this chalk all day long. He's another outright bet. I'm going back to him. Gary Woodland. Yeah, I bet him outright yep. too. Gary <laughs> Woodland. I'm playing him. He's got that tiger-ass stinger, like you said. Just a beautiful thing to see. Unique, uh, you know, how he shapes his shot like that. And, uh, you know, Woodland, like like him, he plays really well on the shorter tracks, even though he obviously has some distance on, off the tee but when he wants to. But he's a bigger guy. But at the same time, he, uh, like you said, he's, can, he's, re- he's actually really accurate off the tee because of that stinger that he can do. So I really like Woodland. His short game has massively improved, um, like you said as well. And then his irons last week. He was one of the top games. I think he was actually number one in ball striking and then one of the top five in strokes gain approach. Um, And his putting, you know, has been his weakness at times. But last week, besides obviously Sunday, he just really let me down a little bit. He just wasn't there at all. But with really any part of his game. um, But I think – you know, I think he's going to regroup and I think he's going to want to, you know, play well and compete again hard this week. So I, uh, I think Woodland is going to do well. And I, like I said, I bet him outright. So I'm really confident in him. I'm willing to eat this chalk. I think he's going to notch another top, you know, 10, 15 finish and, uh, definitely could win. So he'll be on a lot of my teams. He might even be on every single one. Um, and then, so the only thing we, I guess, well, what we, this is, I don't want to say this is a disagreement, but I will be playing Tyrell Hatton. Just like Hideki, I think he's going to, I think he's going to make the cut, just plain and simple. And if he's going to be low owned, and I understand he could definitely finish, you know, at the bottom of the, um, he could do awful too. I mean, I could see it for sure. He could just not come in ready at all, but just like last week, I mean, this, these guys are professionals. If you think they weren't playing golf during the break, most of them, then, you know, you're wrong. You're just playing out wrong. They were like, they knew it was going to come back eventually. And they wanted to be ready because this is their career. This is what, you know, they want to obviously that most of them want to win. They want to compete and they want to play well and obviously make that cash. So I think Tyrell Hatton, he was on a heater before the hiatus. And uh, I think Tyrell Hatton, you know, he, his irons were immaculate and that showed and just all around game was solid. And 
The only I would like him a lot more if the weather was going to be bad because he's really good in bad weather. Um, it gives him an advantage. Um, but I still think even if it's you know the weather conditions are fine, I still like him quite a bit at eight thousand. Just you know, definitely how he was playing, it, it could be underpriced. I mean, he could win again this week out of nowhere. He could just win it. I mean, I don't think he will, but um, I just. I don't want to say this. I'm not going to play him on all my teams, but like in my million maker teams, I'm probably going to play him with Hideki because that's just going to be, no one's going to have those two together, you know, very rare because they're both going to be lower on. So I just love that um, as far as play. Cause I'm going to have some chalky guys, like I said, Woodland and, you know, am I like that might be chalky probably. So um, yeah, I, I do like Hatton. Uh, quite a bit actually just just because I'm willing to take the shot and I think he can really bring that upside so other than that I'm in agreement with you the only disagreement I have is I won't be playing Fowler he just has continued this whole year he just hasn't been in form and I just I can't risk it I just can't I just can't play him you know his price is obviously down it's a pretty good value for his upside same with Tony Fino. Then, you know, I'm just I'm just not gonna go to Fowler this week. If if he you know, if he does great, you know, I'm I'll be happy for him and stuff, but I just can't go to him. It's really just that simple. I just can't trust him right now. Um Tony Fino, I do like him, but he's gonna be so chalky. Probably like one of the top three chalkiest guys this week, maybe. And so I just for that reason I just can't really play him. Um just because I'd rather take a chance on Hatton. And, and I'm just really confident in Woodland, so I'm willing to eat that chalk. But I think he'll be lower on than Fino. So. Well, one thing I want to mention, too, is Matt Kuchar's history here is amazing at this course. But like I said earlier, the history here will not matter as much. And, you know, Kuchar, obviously, if you want a guy that's actually probably going to make the cut last week, I do have to say his last hole of the day, you know, I think he double bogeyed to miss the cut, so that was pretty. I didn't have him last week at all, but he basically barely missed the cut, but he still missed it last week at that Colonial. But I think he makes the cut this week. For cash games, Kuchar is my lock in this range, him and Woodland. Because um, I think Kuchar, he just has such good history here. I think he'll make the cut this week. He ain't going to miss the cut again. Um, so he actually may make a team of mine maybe in like a smaller GPP just for safety. But I won't be playing him in probably in, you know, the million maker just because ownership and just I don't think he has enough upside necessarily. But he, I think, you know, like I said, he, I think he could do well. He has great history and, you know, solid player. So other than that, like I said, Dustin, his game just isn't there at all right now. He's an easy fade, even though his price is way down like Brooks. I just can't go there. Um, Spieth, you know, same thing. As far as he obviously showed a lot of improvements last week in his driver, but still, it's still not up to par where he needs it to be. And with this course, he could keep his putting going. So could Patrick Reed, but I just don't think they're going to. So they're just fades to me. Um, other than that, it's really all I got for this range. I think they covered everyone. Answer, I don't know if I meant answer. I agree with you completely. I played him last week. He could definitely, you know, do well again, but 
I'm probably not going to get to them. I actually don't like this 8K range that much. I actually like the 7K range more because I think there's a lot more leverage with the 7K range because I think people are going to play a lot more in the 8K range. Um, so the only guys I really am going to play in this range is probably Woodland for sure, Hatton a little bit, Sprinkle of Hatton, Sprinkle of Coocher. And then Berger, he's just too expensive. I just probably won't play him. I just so that's all I got for that range. To the seven K range, which to me is definitely the make or break range in my opinion. As far as this week, I think some of these guys are going to finish maybe in the top ten, and I think others are going to miss the cut and you know whatever. So I just think this is the make or break as far as if you're on the guys you're choosing here that are right up there. Um, you know, it's going to really be to your benefit because I think a lot of people are going to pick more in the 8K range. So this is just huge leverage. So, Nick, I'll let you start off. Who's your – what's your thoughts on this range? Favorite plays and then your fades, if easy fades or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so there's just a ton of guys to choose from. You can make arguments for almost everybody. I mean, you got Horschel, Louie, Kisner, Poulter – Hovland, Snaz, Damon, Poston, on. I mean, the list just is so long here. But if I had to pick, you know, my three favorites, I have a clear-cut three favorites. And these guys, I mean, they are going to be the cornerstones of my team, like you said, the make or break. And I really feel confident in this first guy more than any of them. I bet him outright. You know, I just sprinkled at him a little bit. But – and I also bet that he gets a top 10. And this is a guy that last week, you know, he had pretty good form coming into the the hiatus, like you said. And uh, last week he played really well. Gained six strokes putting Thursday and Friday. Lost six strokes putting Saturday and Sunday. So he, all in all, he broke out even with the putter. And he still did really good. So just imagine if he does better with the putter then he can easily do better than he finished and he got like a top 20 and that is my man carolina boy harold varner the third i just think he is a very underrated golfer and i think he's gonna do really well i would be shocked if he does not get in the top 30 this week so yeah i got him outright i got him top 10 i love me some harold varner the third this week then my second favorite play is my man, Iron Wizard. I mean, he just – he can throw darts at times. And I was watching him on the shot tracker quite a bit, and, man, like he's actually really underrated with his short game. I mean, his driver has always been just like average maybe, and I thought his short game was his weakness, but he, he got up and down most of the time, and that's my boy Taylor Gooch. Um, I'm going to be playing a lot of Taylor Gooch. I just think he can really stick his irons well, and, hey, that will correlate to good success. And he usually makes the cut, 13 of 14 cuts this year. So what's not to like? Then, uh, you know, you got Benny on. I like him a little bit, 7,500. Corey Connors, Neiman at 7,400 each. Uh, they're great iron players too. I'll be definitely getting some shares of them. It's sounding like the chalk's going to be Brian Harmon, 7,200, which, I mean, I can understand it, but I'll easily yeah. pivot off that. 
And then same with Luke List coming off the Corn Ferry win, 7,200. I mean, guys, he just beat Chumps. You know, he's going against Rory McIlroy in the game. So don't play Luke List. Um, then you Did you hear Adam Hadwin's uh, getting mic'd up? Some You get to hear? <laughs> yeah, I seen that. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, I guess you could pick yeah. Edwin. Uh, they'll probably show him on TV, yeah. you'd think. So it makes it more fun to watch. Um, some guys that I'm fading for sure that, like, I mean, obviously I'm fading everyone I didn't mention, but some guys that I really would just be appalled if somebody actually played them would be Louie, Jason Day, um, Bubba, Sergio, uh, Kevin. Yeah, Nelly, I want to quick say you. too. Um, um, as far as Bubba last week, obviously no one expected him to play that well. Um, but like I said, this he uh, he was able to cut the corners, and that's why. And he just played well. Like I'll give him props, but uh, you know, I just want to quick mention that to the uh, viewer uh, listeners here. But yeah, he was able to cut the corners. So, and now this week he won't be. And sometimes Bubba yeah, exactly. can pop. Yeah. You know, we all know that. But th- this won't be the week for it, I don't think. And then I think maybe the worst-priced guy in the entire field. I mean, I think he should be like 6100 but he's 7000 and that's Luke Donald. Like, come on. This is not 2005. This is 2020, and Luke Donald. Yeah, trash. it's just because his history so. here is really good, but that's the only reason that. Right, yeah, he's but, done, I know. I mean, look at who's won this thing the last three years. Pan, Kadira, and Brian. Well, I know, but now we got the <laughs> field just, is t- you know, ten times better. So, yeah, I think there will be a big name. Of, right, you know. three crappy golfers compared to these guys. Um, yeah, and then another play that, uh, that my grandpa always likes is uh, Graham McDowell. You know, just a good iron player, keeps it in play. He's a veteran, and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I might get around to GMAC, but probably not. But, yeah, I mean, I just – I love Harold Varner, and I really like Taylor Gooch, too. Those are my two plays that I really hope you guys take me up on and put them in your lineups. All right, I do want to say real quick, I mean, I got a lot to say in this range. Uh, I, I won't try to ramble too long, but one quick on your picks. Yeah, Harold Varner, I'm somewhat interested to go to him. Um you know, I, I am surprised that how confident you are, but hey, actually, I don't know if you know this, but his ownership may be a lot lower on than you think because people aren't just gonna kind of like he got yeah, a price that pump. too. So honestly, I if you're that confident, like I love that leverage for you. I mean, I don't know if I'll get to him necessarily yet. I mean, I'm definitely interested a little bit. Um, you kind of talked me into it, but uh, you know, I think. Varner's actually going to be pretty low on, so if you're completely right on him, um, then that's going to really benefit you this week. So, other than that, I'll just get. I have a lot to say in this range. Um, a couple notable, th- uh, notable thoughts here, just to help you guys out in case you're not aware or whatever. Scotty Scheffler has withdrawn, and so has Kevin Na in this range. Um, so other than that, I'll just get to my plays though in the seven K range here. Definitely a lot of agreements. Definitely a lot of guys that you didn't touch on that I do like a lot as well. So 
Christmas. Like I said, I have this is my make or break range. I'll be playing, you know, basically three guys from this range probably in all my teams, maybe four even on some. I don't know. So to really be trying to be different, but I just really like this range. There's just so many names. So we'll just start at the top of the range. I'll just kind of work my way uh, down here. You didn't mention him at all, but you know he struggled before the break for a while and then he turned it around at the Arnold Palmer and then obviously last week he was uh ended up finishing third and that's right at the top of this range I like him he checks a lot of the boxes and I'm gonna probably play him on a few teams Jason Kokrak at 7900 I just think he's a safe I just think he's gonna make the cut for sure um you know, I just think uh, he checks the boxes. He obviously, because obviously, if you remember, he was like Colin Marikawa, um, like not this or this past year. He was making every cut and finishing. He had a great season the season prior to, you know, this year, like in 2019. He had an amazing season. Um, and I think maybe he's trending back to that season. That He showed me that these last two tournaments at the Arnold Palmer and then now the Charles Saab. I think he figured it out. You know, he really was great with his irons and just all-around game everywhere, pretty solid. So, I like me some Jason Kokrak just because he used to – I used to never play him because he'd always be really high-owned, but right now I think he's underrated again. People aren't going to play him as much as maybe they should. Um, you know, so I kind of like him. I don't want to say he's my favorite player in this range, but I like him definitely a little bit. Um, Another guy, he's an okay play for me. Supposedly, he really likes this course, even though he struggled here, which is kind of odd, but that's Matthew Fitzpatrick. Last week, I played him, sprinkled him in some of my lineups, and he ended up working out. He's a cut maker, too. I mean, he makes pretty much every cut. He's a pretty solid player all around. Um, finished T32 last week, so pretty solid coming back from the break. Um he may make a team. I'm just saying he's a decent play if you want. These are just two safe plays for me to, in my opinion, that'll probably make the cut. Whether they do better than that or not, it remains to be seen, but they definitely have the upside to do well. Easy phase for me, Brandon Grace. I know he did good last week, but I just can't go to him, even though he has decent history and so where I just, I just can't. I just don't trust the guy. He's so volatile, it seems like, and Sometimes he can pop, just like Bubba. He can pop for sure, but I won't be playing him. Shane Lowry, same thing. Last week, pretty bad week. Uh, I just don't think his game. If this weather was really crappy, then he'd probably make a team or two because he plays better. He plays better in the crappy weather. But it looks like it's going to be fine. And I just don't think he's his game is there right now at all. Billy Horschel, he's an okay play, but I probably won't be playing him at seventy seven hundred. Louie, agree with you, easy fade. If you play him, you're just out of your mind. He's going to withdraw before the tournament starts, so probably at this point. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kisner, 7,700. I like him quite a bit. This course sets up great for his type of game. He is a short knocker. You know, um, last week he had a really solid week, T29, I mean, 29th place. Um you know, so I like Kisner. I think I didn't play him last week at all, but I think this week sets up better for him. And, you know, I, 
I uh, he can pop at times too. He's a competitor at times. That showed at the, I believe it was the Ryder Cup uh, a few years ago. But you know, kids. Oh, and match play, and and you know, I know he won that and stuff. So he's a high. You know, he can be a decent player at times, and I just think he's a again. I think he's a pretty solid play that's going to be pretty low owned actually. So I kind of like Kisner. I just think if you're going to play Kisner, this is just the week to play him. I feel like this is just. Because at the longer courses, he's even said it on podcasts um, when he's been interviewed that some courses he just flat out says, yeah, I really don't have a chance. It's just too long for me or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, But this course I know he likes. It's a shorter course. Sets up great for him. Like we said, Bryson and Rory and Rom, you know, this is an equalizer this week. So Kisner is the guy that can definitely win too. I mean, if He's decent outright bet because he has the he has the ability to win. Another guy that you didn't talk about much, really, you just kind of mentioned him. He's all right, or whatever. But I really like him. Um, I think, and that's Ian Poulter at seventy six hundred. I think he's gonna make some of my teams. He's just been really solid this year. I mean, even after the break, he comes in and finishes t twenty nine last week, and again, you know, his short game. Um. Well, first off, he's had he's actually had really good history here, which I know, like I said, it doesn't matter as much this week. But I just think again, he's I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to make the cut. He checks the boxes, and uh, so I just like Poulter. Um, plain and simple, I just think he's going to do pretty well this week. So I like him. Um, there's just so many guys I like in this range. That's why I still yet to really narrow it down. Some of these guys I say I like, I may not even play, but. Because I'm only making like seven lineups this week. Um, so anyway, moving on, Victor Hovland. His short game is absolutely abysmal, but his approach game is really solid. But this week, I just think these greens are small. Like, that's the thing is, you know, Hovland, I don't play him very often. And this week, I just can't play him again. Be- you know, because his short game is just so trash that, you know, these greens are small as this. So if he misses a green, he's, you know, he's screwed. He's probably going to bogey. So I just can't have that. Jason Day, just like Dustin, his game isn't there. Easy fade. Same thing. He'll play eight holes and he'll withdraw because of his back. So can't take that chance either. Um, Brant Schnedeker didn't play last week. I think he has a little injury he's dealing with, it looks like, but he is supposedly going to play this week. See, again, I, I would honestly maybe go to Brant, but I can't because I don't know what's going on with him. Seems like something's up. I just It's a, kind of a wait-and-see approach on him. Um, other than that, I like JT Poston and Joel Damon, the youngsters here, both – Played really solid. Didn't have him on my teams. Poston had a, a top 10 finish, and Joel Damon finished 19th. Um, you know, both 7,500. I think they're both, again, they got the upside as shown. You know, they have solid all-around games for the most part. Um, I like Damon more than Poston. I'll just say that um, if I had to pick one. So I'm not sure if he's, like I said, this range is so stacked in my opinion as far as guys that could do it this week for you. So so I'm just kind of just naming guys that I may play that I like. But Damon definitely could make some teams. 
Um, other than that, kind of moving down here, I don't think I'm going to get to on or Cabrera Bayo or Baba. Definitely not Baba, probably. Um, Cabrera Bayo, actually, though. He sneakily did pretty good last week. Hmm. See, I didn't, uh, Well, I'm just kind of looking at some things about him. He's an all right play, but I probably won't get to him. Corey Connors, obviously last week, he's really good with his irons. Um, but I don't think I'm going to get to him. His short game and putting is still his weakness, especially putting. And I just think – I know this course, like I mentioned, it's easier for people to put on – or players to put on for the most part. Just easier greens, not as much break and stuff you know, like you would see in most tournaments, but I can't get to him. I just can't trust him, unfortunately. I just – I don't think he's going to do well, to be honest. Joaquin Neiman, man, this young kid, he's got talent, but, you know, at 7,400, I just never play him because I, I don't know when I'm going to actually ever play him, but he just uh, – if this was a weak field – like, if this was, like, your average RBC field, I'd probably play him this week. But since it's a stacked field, I just can't go to him. Um, Harris English. Nick, I got to say, that was a great fade by us last week. He missed the cut. He was super chalky. I know you, you didn't seem like you mentioned anything about him this week. Um, I guess, quick, real quick, what's your thoughts on him this week? You're just probably not going to play him or – yeah, there's just too many other guys I like better than him. Um, I'm not fading him intentionally. He just, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. he just doesn't make the top five guys or so that I like. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, English, obviously, guys, he, he has – his form before the break was, you know, amazing. He was playing really well, um, and that's what made his ownership really go up. And now he's – at a decent price for his upside, but I won't be playing him. Like you said, I got other guys I like more. I'd rather play Joel Damon. I'd rather play Poulter, Kisner, you know, Kokrak, Fitzpatrick. I mean, all these guys. So he's probably a fade for me just because I think he's going to still garner some decent ownership. How um, about our boy Ryan Palmer that did so well for us last week? Yeah, really. Oh, man. If only he made the cut, what could have happened? But, yeah, Palmer to me, I'm fading. I mean, I'm never playing this guy again. I mean, he screwed me last week pretty bad. I mean, I Yeah, I me know. too. I just I, – I feel like he could do good, but I, I'm just going to uh, take well, my pride into it and not play him. Yeah, here's the thing is Palmer – I don't want to say I'll never play him again, but – the one thing I forgot to say is I should have known. I mean, he was a club member. That's why I liked him. But he's actually really good on the West Coast swing, like when the season first starts, if you notice, like at the Sony Insurance. And, you know, for the most part, that's where he's had his most success, success on tour is uh, the West Coast swing at the beginning of a tour season. But that's why right now I just think um, if it was the West Coast swing going on right now, I'd consider him more. But, yeah, I'm not. Adam Hadwin, he's mic'd up. He played pretty solid last week. He had a rough stretch for a while, but he is starting to come into form a little bit. But I probably won't get to him. I just like other guys. Sergio, 
Sergio, I mean, his game just isn't quite there right now. And I just can't get to him again. Um, Brian Harmon, it's interesting you said he's going to be one of the chalkiest guys in this range. I mean, I like to play him sometimes, but, yeah, if that's the case, I won't be playing him. Um, other than that, I do want a quick mention, though, in this range before I get into my last few plays I like. Is Royer Sabatini again last week? Just he ended up really out of no, I mean, sneakily finished. It's really because of Sunday, he had a, such a good Sunday, but he finished T14. I mean, last week, so this guy just he can notch some decent finishes at times. He's if, for cash games, I kind of I think he's a pretty decent cash play at 7,200, but I probably won't get to him, but um. I ended up not playing any Bud Colley last week, which he actually played pretty well, so I kind of regret that now. Could have picked him instead of Palmer easily, but oh well. Um, other than that, again, my boy Patrick Rogers, another really great finish last week. He's been on a tear, out of, and he continues to really be undervalued, but I just, I don't know. I think he's bound to just kind of, not have a good week, even though he's put up five top 30 finishes in a row. It's pretty crazy. But to get just to finish my thoughts here, I'm totally agreeing with you. I really like Taylor Gooch. He's improved his short game, like you said. And, for, um, you know, and if his irons can stay hot like he usually can with them, and that's the biggest thing I weigh this week, especially with mid irons, Taylor Gooch could do really well. And, for only seven thousand, I like that play. Um, he can get red hot and you know end up finishing towards the top leaderboard. So, other than that, I guess that's Lucas Glover. Solid week last week. Probably won't get to him. I want to say I I do really like Maverick McNeely at seventy one hundred. This young kid, he's got he's got the game. I mean, you know. He's pretty solid as far as just all around. I mean, driving actually is decent. You know, the kid's got game, so I kind of like him at 7,100. Other than that, it's really about it. Um, one quick thing I want to mention, too, is Russell Henley at 7,100. He obviously was had a really couple really good finishes before the break at the Honda Genesis, but I heard uh, from a source today that Henley, I guess he's been playing at this course like the last few weeks or whatever or something like that. So, and he has pretty good history, I believe. So, I mean, he's kind of a sneaky play at 7,100, but it's obviously just like Hideki and these other guys, even though I really like him, but it's just hard to risk on him when there's just other, there's too many good plays in this range. So, other than that, that's all I got for the 7K range. So now we'll get to the, Six, you know, sixty-nine hundred and below range here. Which there is a guy I'm super confident. Actually, two guys that I really like as I look here. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are dart throws. If you're gonna have some guys at the very top on your team to get paired together, you're gonna have to maybe pick someone down here. So, Nick, give us your thoughts on this range, and if there's any plays you like at all, or if you're kind of steering clear of it. Yeah, for the most part, I like some of the 7K, so I don't think I'm going to have to come down here at all. But maybe if, if I did, then 
guys that I would consider would be just going down the list. I always like my boy Ches Reevy, but it's probably a little bit biased. His game hasn't been quite there. Jonathan Vegas, always a first-round leader bet. I mean, if you guys aren't putting five bucks on him every week to be the first-round leader, I mean, he'll pay off more often than than it's going to cost you. So I like Johnny Vegas, 6,700. Um, Eric Van Royen, big price drop from last week, 6,600. I mean, he's pretty talented. He could bounce back. Who knows? Um, going down... My boy Keith Mitchell, 6,500. He played decent last week. He just couldn't make any putts, so he's in okay form. And then uh, actually a play that I always think about playing, but I just never pull the trigger on him. And that's a guy who's made almost every single cut. So you're probably thinking, well, how is he so cheap if he's almost made every single cut? Well, here's the cuts he's made. He made the cut at Arnold Palmer, Honda, Pebble, Farmers. He missed it at the American Express. And, uh, yeah, so he's made every cut this year except the first tournament, which is that stupid uh, Pro-Am. But, and that's uh, old man Stuart Sink. I mean, he just whenever he plays, he, you know, he likes the course and, Hey, he can sometimes do pretty good. So 6,100, I mean, I think he's a lot better than picking Bernard Longer or KJ Choi or some of these other schmucks down here. Uh, Ted Potter Jr., 6,000. Sometimes Ted can do all right, and his irons can get hot sometimes. So. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, if I had to pick my favorite play, it'd probably be Jonathan Vegas and Eric Van Royen, that's where I'd go to. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of guys going to play down here just because I really like the 7K range. But some guys that you did not mention, this is my favorite play in this range. This guy I think is underrated yet, um, honestly. He's a com- he's just a big time competitor, more so than many people realize. As far as he just kind of reminds me of Patrick Reed a little bit, um, and you know, I just uh, he checks a lot of the boxes and he's been playing pretty well. And that's uh, Harry Higgs at sixty nine hundred. Well, he's gonna likely be in half my teams probably, or if I have to go down here. I mean, I'm not sure yet on my builds, but. I like Harry Higgs quite a bit, so that's my play. Just my gut feeling on him. I think he's going to make the cut and think, do I have a pretty solid finish. So, Taking a shot on him, another guy. I mean, C.T. Payne's a defending champ, but I won't be getting to him. Again, I mean, last week, Matt Jones, pretty solid week, but I'm not going to play him probably. Um Another guy I really like in this range, he's actually a local boy, and I know this bit me last week with Palmer as far as being a member, but again, I just think this guy, this is a little different of a situation, but this is Matthew Naismith. You know, here's the thing. Last week at the Charles Schwab, he ended up finishing 49th. Um, Even par, three under, even par, even par. And... The reason why he just kept 
getting even pars because his putting a little bit. His putting let him down. Um, but he's pretty solid with his irons. And he also he checks the box big time in greens and regulation. So in the short game's all right. So I just think that you know, he's a local guy as far as he lives in I believe he lives in South Carolina and you know, he's a young upcoming player that has played he's a cup maker and he's played pretty solid. If you just look like from January, he's had a lot of really solid finishes and yes, this field's a lot tougher than he usually sees, but last week, you know, top fifty finish in a tough field, first tournament back, you mean He's only sixty six hundred. I mean, I'm willing to take a chance on him when he's when he's he must know this course more than most guys, and he's out. Um, you know, as far as <clears throat> off the tee and just other like things I like with that, he just checks them, and I think he can make the cut at, at the very least. Um, so I like him. Take a shot on him, Matthew Naismith at sixty six hundred. Um, another guy. Cameron Tringali, if you really want to take a chance here, 6,400. Now, before the break, this he was on a little bit of a roll and making cuts, and he's he's pretty he can be really solid with his irons. So, if you want to take a chance on a really cheap guy, I'd go to him. Other than that, it's really about it in this range. I just really don't like anyone else at all I just just for different reasons um Lanto's pretty Lanto's cheap but he did he played poor last week so I like to go to my boy Sung King sometimes he's came through for me I picked him at the Arnold Palmer ninth place um you know I picked him I believe another tournament earlier in the year and he did really well maybe the farmers but I've picked him in the past, but this week I just don't think I'll get to him. Because if I'm going to go in this range, it's really just Matthew Naismith or Harry Higgs at the top of the range. Other than Yeah, other than that, it's really it. I mean, like I said, I just really can't get to any of the other guys here. Um, man, Nick, I don't know if you noticed. He had a good first round, just completely choked Ryan Moore last week. No, I didn't. He shot four under round one. I remember we were saying, you know, oh, he's doing good and stuff. And then round two, he shot four over. Missed the oh, cut. boy. So, that would be yeah. just devastating. Yeah, so I only had him on, like, one team. But still, it was, it was pretty shitty that happened. But this week, you know, again – this course sets up all right for me. He's a short knocker, but I probably won't be playing. Like I said, it's really pretty simple this range. It's Harry Higgs and um, maybe some Tringali and then Matthew Naismith, which I just want to say for outrights, we'll just quickly say our outrights that we did or plan on doing. I bet on – I did a sprinkle on Naismith, a sprinkle on Harry Higgs, and then I bet Hideki and I bet – um, Gary Woodland, and I think I bet one other guy here without having to. Um, I 
Yeah, I think, and then I think I'm going to throw some money on Sung JM, I believe. Yeah. So that's my outright plays this week. So I guess, Nick, quickly, just any out. I know you mentioned one already or something, or Woodland, but any other outright plays you have this week that you're planning on doing or, or top yeah. 10 bets or anything? I also have Hideki and Woodland, like you. And then I had uh, Varner for a little bit for the win, maybe five bucks or something. And then, uh, I have him at a top ten, and then I also bet uh, Fowler outright at fifty to one. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe is Traveler. Without looking here, is the Travelers next week? You know what's next week's tournament? Um, not to look, and I never looked yet. It's either, so I want to say it's either that one or it's Detroit. I think Detroit's in two weeks, though. So it must yeah, be travelers. Yeah, next week's the travelers. So I just wanted to point out that that's Bubba Watson's favorite track. So I'm probably going to be on him next week. He's won, I believe, back to back there. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I'm not saying he's going to win again, but he'll probably do well again. So no, I'll be playing him probably next week. But anyway, yeah, so next week, everyone, travelers championship. We'll obviously be back for that one. Um, but I wish you guys, everyone, good luck, and hopefully, you know, use our picks. And um, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I guess any other final thoughts you want to add, Nick, before we close this up? I think we should both uh, make a bold prediction, and hopefully, it comes true. And uh, so I'll start off, and that's. Uh, with my boy HV3, Harold Varner third, I'm predicting a top 10 finish this week from Harold Varner third. All right. My bold prediction put me on the spot. Oh, I have two, I guess, if I'm allowed to do two, just because I kind of already said them. Okay. Harry Higgs, top 15 finish. All right. Okay, and then my other bold prediction, Hideki wins this tournament, which I would say that's kind of a bold prediction. For sure, for sure. I think he's going to win, period. Like, first place, not second, not tenth, not anything else. You know, I might even throw more money on him just because if he wins, I want to have the just a big win, you know, so. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, anyway, Hideki, and I'm also going to say he will be in my $200 single entry lineup and million maker. So, I hope he comes with sub 10% ownership if possible. That'd be awesome. But either way, I'm playing him. I'm counting on him. And other than that, we'll all see you guys next week for the Travelers. Hope you all can win some money as well as us here. And, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Like I said, for the travelers, so that's all we got for you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. See ya. Peace out.